0: The population of downtown Dallas has boomed in the last 10 years. According to downtown Dallas Inc., the number of residents has grown by 71% in the last decade. It estimates 13,000 people live downtown, with 80,000 within a two-mile radius.
1: We have more going on if you walk down the downtown streets now in the evenings, lots of dogs getting walked, lots of four-legged friends in all of our parks. Um, A lot of the baby boomers are deciding, gosh, you know, I don't need the house and the pool and I want to travel. So we are seeing kind of a population that's barbelled between young professionals, maybe pre-children or stroller-aged with um, older individuals that are deciding they want the convenience of of urban living. Um, But really what it's giving us is seven day a week vibrancy.
0: KRLD's parent company, Odyssey, spent a week in November focusing on the state of downtowns across the country. Largely written off three years ago when more people were looking for space, downtowns have come back in a big way. I'm Chris Blake, and this week on Texas Wants to Know, I spoke to KRLD business analyst David Johnson about the state of downtowns in North Texas, starting with Dallas. How has the city evolved from a focus on retail and businesses to an area that is kind of shifting gears towards dining and entertainment?
2: Yeah, it's really by necessity. I mean, you've got all this space and you've got to do something with it. And they're sort of reimagining downtown a lot with you know what the way people are reimagining their lives. So you've got a, a tremendous amount of office space, a lot of it built in the 1980s. And you just don't need it anymore. And so what they're doing is going back in and putting in residential. And it's not an inexpensive process, but it doesn't take all that long either. And so you go back through and, and, you know, put in plumbing and light fixtures and water and sewer and everything else. And all of a sudden you carve it up and you've got you know a lot of places for people to live well you need a lot of place for people to live we have tremendous immigration in this area i mean staggering amount of immigration and they need affordable housing and some people want to work close to where they live and so it's it's a it's a perfect combination but a lot of it is that now so when suddenly you go from a few hundred people living in the central business district to several thousand people, I think about 15,000 right now, then it really changes the dynamics of everything. All of a sudden, those people want to have some place to go shopping, not for sweaters, but for, you know, frozen food and produce. So you have that supporting that. And then you need all the other things that go along with it and dry cleaning and entertainment venues and restaurants. And so it begats really a whole new dynamic.
0: During Odyssey's week-long series on the state of downtowns, David spoke to the CEO of Downtown Dallas, Inc., Jennifer Scripps, on CEO Spotlight about the changes in the area.
1: In the early 2000s, we only had a couple of hundred residents downtown, primarily in one building. We now have more than 30 different buildings that have been repurposed and almost 15,000 residents. Um, Some buildings, like the building I'm in, we we were just talking about First National Bank, It has residences as well as the Thompson Hotel. It was such a large building, an entire block, um, that it has our offices and field services, um, Lou Casey Boots, Chick-fil-A, Monarch Restaurant at the the Sky Deck level. So a lot of these buildings are basically getting evolved uh, with visionary developers. And we're really lucky in downtown to have a strong cadre of local developers that are um, have already taken some of these buildings through this transformation. Um, and we have a few more buildings that are poised, if you look at the near term, to go through that.
0: And late last month, David was joined by Visit Dallas CEO Craig Davis to talk about the future development around Dallas's new convention center. Our customers tell us that right now, when they come to Dallas, there's a very limited amount of entertainment food choices around the convention center. And that's something that we're hoping to fix when the new convention center is introduced in 2028. Because part of that big project of what we've been talking about, otherwise known as the master plan there, includes a a significant upgrade to our convention center. It's almost a brand new center. But around there, the, the, the whole... Uh, plan is to redevelop the area upon which the convention center sits right now into entertainment, living, um, office space. It, it, It is being envisioned as a place where people will live, work, and play. So the people that will be living there or going to work there would also perhaps enjoy going to the casino afterwards. One of the bigger stories this year was when Bank of America announced it was leaving its iconic building, the downtown Dallas skyline, moving to uptown. Bank of America might be the most high profile, but they're not the only ones leaving downtown. So why are some businesses leaving that central business district?
2: Well, it's not just that. It's I mean, think about it. Post-COVID, the demands for office space are just a lot less. We have probably more people in this area that are back working in offices than most areas of the country. But we're still talking about 50%. So you have all this empty space. So on the one hand, you 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 want to make you want to downsize, and that's what a lot of these companies are doing. And a lot of it is just you know the evolution of time. We have a lot of law firms, for example. I'll give you an example: tremendous number of law firms in this in this city. Well, in a law firm, you had a lot of senior partners, you have a lot of junior partners. A lot of the junior partners would sit around and do research, and you had enormous law libraries so they could get ready for trials or show precedent. Well, you don't need that anymore. You don't need massive law libraries anymore and in fact you don't need a lot of those grunts to turn around and and do the work you know you can let uh you know chat gpt or uh, artificial intelligence or, or google you know at the very least go in and do a lot of the work that they were doing so all of a sudden you don't need you don't need the space you don't need you don't have as many people and you don't need the space now if you're a downtown area, you're stuck with all this real estate and you've got to do something with it and that's been the intriguing part is going back in and finding ways to repurpose it in some cases, they've torn them down they've just they can't find another use they're really old anyway, and all of a sudden it's parks and we have parks in the downtown Dallas that we never had before, and it really changes the dynamics suddenly, you can have families that that also live downtown, and if you've got kids, you've got some place to take the kids or exercise the dog. And um, it, it's it's subtle, but it's built out of necessity. We, of course, have two major cities in our area. So are you seeing similar trends in Fort Worth? Fort Worth is is behind. And Fort Worth had the luxury of having uh, one or two really great benefactors, the, the Bass family. And so they had Sundance Square, which was sort of an entertainment district and people wanted to office around there. And that's gotten a little tired. And so now they're going back in and beginning to repurpose that. Fort Worth, at one point, I really thought was going to become sort of the classic bedroom community. Maybe people lived in that area or downtown, but they went off to North uh, of Fort Worth to Alliance or some of those areas, maybe West is West in Tarrant County is developing like crazy at the expense of downtown. But I think they're coming back around and doing it too. The, uh, their arts district uh, helps the performance center, Bass performance center helps a lot, but you go back and, and juxtapose that with Dallas and Dallas had the vision and it took, you know, about 30 years to implement, but to create an arts district. And so you have, the opera, st- the opera and the symphony and the theater and all sorts of ancillary and, and a lot of museums all along one stretch. So that becomes a magnet and it attracts people. People want to visit. They want to eat. They want to play. And in some cases want to live down there. And that's really the sort of synergy that that Fort Worth and lots of other cities around the country have to find.
0: We also have suburbs all over North Texas building These live work play type developments. And while those aren't necessarily the downtowns that we think of in Dallas and Fort Worth, what are a lot of these suburbs trying to capture that the big cities might also be trying to capture, but just on a larger scale?
2: In all cases, I think you need to have some sort of central meeting place, and it's and it's it's difficult. Uh, Frisco is in the process of getting it. Around Hall Office Park, it, it was a all Hall Office Craig Hall built this great office park, and it was laid out in, 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 with sculptures and lots of greenery and in, in a wonderful green space. And now that the offices are not as full as they used to be, they're being repurposed. That's ultimately where the their performance hall is going to be put in, and that'll sort of become their downtown. Arlington's another city. It's never had a downtown, really, if you think about it. And it looks like what they're trying to do around Arlington is make the downtown – around where at and the football stadium is, and the Go- Globe Life field, and there are a couple of hotels down there, and obviously lots of restaurants with, te- with uh, uh, Texas Live, and uh, putting in some museums, and that may become their downtown. Addison's a small community that's surrounded mostly by Dallas, and they've never had a downtown, but Dart's putting in a line, the silver line, that sort of bisects the city of Addison, and so around the station, they're beginning to build out a downtown area, a gathering place where do you go, you know, for celebrations and fireworks and that sort of thing. Um, and everybody need you need a sense of place, and that's what that's the purpose of a downtown, I think, as sort of a central meeting place. And it's being replicated uh, in, in all of the other communities that are that are spouting out.
0: And finally, this is a very broad question, but as cities try to attract residents to downtown areas to live, what are some of the essentials that they need to thrive in this day and age?
2: Well, there needs to be, like I say, for right now, people want work, live, play, and and it's hard. It's hard to. St- to look ahead very far, because, you know, if we'd had this conversation three years ago, I would have told you that nobody wants to live in in, in apartments anymore. Nobody wants to live in high-rise, because they're all afraid of COVID. And the last thing you want to do is get on an elevator with somebody who's going to give you something that'll kill you. And so, everybody's moving to the suburbs, and so there's going to be greater demand for green space and backyards and everything else. Well, you know, the fact is, that's not exactly true. And, and so... What you need to do is, be, be prepare, you know, provide all of the tools. So you look at downtown Dallas, for example, and it's really interesting. You have the Arts District, which creates, you know, entertainment value all the time. You have parks that are cropping up all the time. You've got things like the Perot Museum. You've got American Airlines Center. You have functions going on there all the time. Um, and then you layer on, you know, more dwellings, more high-rises, because people will live there. And then you add on a couple of little kisses on the cheek, like a transit system that will move you around and ideally move you not just 30 miles, but something that will be able to move you a mile and a half or two miles. And then we had a conversation with downtown Dallas, Inc. about maybe a people mover going in. And I think one of the big selling points in the case of downtown Dallas is Love Field. I mean, think about it. You could you could office and you could live and you can make day trips out of Love Field. Be there in 15 minutes if you're downtown and do a a day trip, a round trip to Chicago and be back home to sleep in your own bed at night. It's a big selling point.
0: One of the final points Johnson made was that more universities are creating a presence in
2: downtown spaces. One of the things that we've seen coming in too, and I really hadn't counted on this, but it, but it really is intriguing, is is educational institutions. A uh, and M is putting a big facility in Fort Worth, and it's going to be a it's going to be a monster big driver. They've already had a law you know a law school and some other things there. In Dallas, uh, there is a law school downtown, right downtown. In fact, it's in the building where uh, where uh, Ruby shot Oswald. <laughs> And right in the core of downtown. And so that adds an interesting dynamic, too. It gives you more reason to go downtown and once you're downtown, you know, you say, well, this isn't a bad place. And you stay around and you come back.
0: You can hear David's full conversations with Jennifer Scripps and Craig Davis in the CEO Spotlight podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts. CEO Spotlight can also be heard nightly on KRLD at 620. I'm Chris Blake at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, produced, and edited this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.